The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hi everyone, Mac19 here and this is the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast coming to you live once again on Port Fan Radio. Look, as usual, as co-host, we've got uh, Fishing Rick. How are you, mate? I'm, he- I'm here and on time, Macca. Awesome. This is, uh, this is a bonus. Isn't it amazing? It's incredible. Yes. and I, Unbelievable. I want to apologise to all our downloaders, especially, that missed out on, on quality content last Monday. <laughs> Look, it was the best podcast we've ever done. And no one's going to hear it, unfortunately. We must apologise for there being no review podcast. Um, it did get recorded. We had a uh, an extreme amount of obscure sound issues which uh, couldn't be resolved, as well as the file for the first half of the podcast um, ending up corrupt and, and not being able to be opened. Uh, so we were actually left with about uh, five minutes of usable material. And, you know, unfortunately, it was, or, or fortunately, it was the best five minutes we've ever done, which is a shame. So I reckon we might... Uh... We'll bring up those two topics from Monday that people missed out on quickly at the yep. beginning. Um, sure. Seeing, it, seeing it's us two and we've got a bit of time. And, and I guess the other, um, the other thing is uh, uh, I've gone on a bribing mission tonight and uh, courtesy of the Big Footy sponsorship, we've got um, uh, two locker room tickets to offer up tonight if we, uh, if we get a... Uh, a few listeners on board, so I reckon we'll get someone to call in at the right time. And uh, there's two locker room tickets up for grabs to uh, for a friend and someone to uh, go to the footy, which will be awesome. Awesome! This is, is that fantastic. your is that your favourite room? You've been you you know you get around yeah you know, you're Mr High Society of Port Adelaide. You've been to the Audi Club this year. You've been to the Before the yep. Bounce. You've been to the locker yep. room. You've been yep. to the RAA lounge, oh my god, I'm breathless, I can't even think of them all. What a corporate whore I am. And what what do you like the most? Which one would you choose? I would personally choose the lounge. I reckon the lounge is fantastic. Really? But if I had never been to any sort of corporate event before, the locker room wins hands down. Because you get to see them train, there's free food, free booze. Um, yeah, It's a really unique experience. Um, mm. And something which is uh, which is pretty special, especially if you've never done anything like that before. So uh, mm. this is a, a very special opportunity to get uh, two tickets um, for the locker room. So hopefully we can give them away this afternoon. That's quite interesting that you reckon you like the lounge the most. What do you like about the lounge? I thought the food was better. I thought the I think the view's better. Um, you, you have the option of being able to sort of stay in there um, behind the glass and. Just continue to eat and drink if you if you feel like that, and and you've got a much better view of the ground as opposed to the locker room where you you're sort of stuck behind the goals a bit. Um, so that that would be my why that's my preference. And what about so for the punters out there that are dreaming about getting some sort of these tickets? What about the what about the before the bounce? You 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 even rate the lounge higher than that one? That was really good. That was really really good. Fantastic food. Um, Lots of people. I think I obviously went to the showdown one. There would have been probably about 600 people there for the before the bounce lunch. It's a sit-down thing, three-course meal. We got to hear Koshi speak and a couple of players as well. Um, but, yeah, I'd still choose the lounge. Awesome. I like to hear that, seeing I bought tickets there. So makes me feel better. So Especially that... when reviewing the cost of all the different places, I think uh, yeah. that comes out on top, I reckon, for me. Absolutely. Um, so we've got the um, uh, the Twitter sphere open, so people can uh, uh, tag us in uh, at Port Fan Radio if they want to communicate with us as well. And uh, we'd like to get some tweets. And if you want to call in, we'll uh, we'll try and take a call or two. And um, you just have to add Port Fan Radio to Skype, and uh, you can call us in if you uh, if you've got the courage, and we'll take some calls. So. One thing we spoke about on Monday, and I guess it's sort of been diluted through the controversy of the Adam Good saga, is the um, is the umpiring from the weekend and and uh, the amount of free kicks and and since our conversation, I've sort of heard from some commentary from from Lee Matthews, which uh, I thought he made a bit of sense 
sense as well. I hope you're still alive there, Maka. Um, what did you take out of the um, What did you take out of the uh, the umpiring on the weekend? Well, it was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? I mean, you just didn't really know what was going on with the, a few of those ruck infringements, and it just came out of nowhere. Like they haven't really been paying a lot of uh, free kicks in the ruck all year, and suddenly they're pulling them out every every second bounce. So. Yeah, it just seemed a bit strange. I'm not sure whether they had some sort of direction from up above, whether to uh, look out for those sort of um, infringements during the game. But yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't great. And uh, it just left everybody, uh, especially no doubt at the ground itself, um, in- incredibly confused, I think. Um, and that's mm-hmm. not really what you want when you're at the football. I think the ruck, the ruck ruling is just getting ridiculous now. Um I, I don't understand what's wrong. And I, I actually didn't understand it when Primus sort of created this rule with that uh, that strong-arm technique to sort of block the space from the uh, the Ruckman. I mean, that's what makes AFL football so great is the diversity in the different types of athletes that we have playing the game. And I can uh, understand why that's a free kick, to be honest. I can understand really? why blocking the opposition Ruckman's um, ability to have a go at the ball is a free kick. I can understand that, but I don't know. I mean, it happens all the time, and they pull pull out like one out of ten. So it's the consistency is the issue for me. Yeah, yeah. I like the um, How's already tweeted in saying he hates Manny Nichols. <laughs> I actually, I actually thought <laughs> he did not play poorly <laughs> against us on the weekend. I thought he was actually reasonable. He actually gave us a free kick or two, so that was a, a welcome surprise. And Bevan's tweeted in saying he's more than happy to uh, trial, trial all three uh, of the corporate tickets and let us know uh, which one is, uh, is the better quality out of the, uh, out of the work. Or out of all Are you of at the milk bar again, Rick? At the milk bar? Yeah. Why's that? <laughs> With the ding-ling-ling. Oh, no, shit, that's my phone. It's, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll mute it now. I apologise. Cool bananas. And the other one was the Adam Goods, which has become a bit of a fiasco. Um, what do you reckon? Does he need to man up or is it a bit out of control? I think a little bit of both. I think it's gone... The way that this has blown up over the last few days is just uh, it's just gone bananas. And, and trust a, a West Coast crowd to uh, cause this sort of fracas with excess booing. I mean, it had to be them, didn't it? But um, I don't know, it's, it's a real shame that he's been booed incessantly over the last sort of 12 months, I guess, and I don't know, I guess everyone's got a theory as to whether it is racism or whether it's not racism, whether it's the fact that a lot of people think he's a bit of a flog or, you know, he's a bit too outspoken or whether it's his on-field exploits and, and the fact that he seems to get away with murder a little bit on on the field in terms of, you know, never being able to give away free kicks when they're deserved and all that sort of stuff, and so there's about 50 different theories going around of, of why it is, and it's probably a little percentage of all of them. And I think at this point in time, it's you know, it's fair to say enough's enough, and you know, the booing probably does need to stop, even if it's uh, not for racial reasons. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think because the race card's been played, and obviously it's having a bit of a heavy issue with the player. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think yeah, I'm with you. It, it sort of needs to to probably stop now. It's gone a little bit too far, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm getting told we have to hook Bevan up with tickets. Apparently, so I don't know about <laughs> that one. Yeah, he'll have to earn his way out. And I heard a room, Al wanted us to talk about Mitchell Johnson. I don't know if we have a do we have a poor player called Mitchell Johnson, or is he talking about the cricket player? I don't, I don't think so. I'll happily talk about Russell Johnston. But Russell yeah. Johnston. Oh, yeah. I heard this. Uh, isn't there VCRs going on cheap? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but I know Quite that, uh, I know that uh, the rumour is that Big Mitch has taken a couple of quick wickets for Australia, which is pretty awesome because we don't want to make him too many runs. So what else is going on? No, Ford Fairlane's asking for Scott Thompson to be midfield coach of Port Adelaide. Oh, what do you think of right. that one? No, oh, I pretty well like that. That'd be a good uh, pick-up if he chooses to retire at the end of this year. And yeah. I'd be well happy with that, I think. But then, haven't we got two midfield coaches already? Oh, look, I'm sure Josh Carr's been there long enough. I'm sure he could take over a uh, assistant position in, in a different area. Maybe help out Manny Nix in defence or something like that. 
I guess, how much payroll do we have too? Well, you know, we've had a, a pretty good year in terms of sponsorship, in terms of, um, you know, gate receipts and all that sort of thing and, and membership. So I'm sure we would have earned quite a bit more money than we did last year. And hopefully hopefully that uh, can also see us uh, improve the, the football department once again. Well, before I guess before we get into the game then, where would, where would you like to see change? Because, I mean, I think I did, I can't remember now, but I did on Monday, uh, I reckon... North Melbourne's what eighth, and we would need to win all our games, and they need to win two game, lose two games for us basically to make the eight, if I remember yep. rightly. And their draws as soft as butter, so I can only see them winning one game. So I don't think it, for us it's going to happen. Um, so assuming we don't make the finals, um, yeah, where would you like to see change initiated for 2016? I would like to see us. Attack the preseason with less emphasis on running, more emphasis on uh, on body size, and a lot more emphasis on skills. I think that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the football department, I think it's really hard to say. Um, you know, because every area of the ground has struggled at certain points of this year. So it's fair to say that no one's really done a, a fantastic job. Um, but I would like to see us maybe add one, possibly two more. Uh, names to that, whether that's someone like Nathan Bassett or a recently retired player. Um, I'm not too sure, but yeah, I think um, it's always good to sort of add an extra person or two every now and then just to get some fresh ideas about the place. Mm-hmm. So running wasn't an issue last year, was it? Yep. So, so. so then why now is it an issue? Well, again, I think we've spoken about this at length about what could have happened in the preseason and whether maybe we actually overtrained and whether the the guys didn't have the you know the the, the fitness in the legs because of overtraining or a bit lethargic or, or it's it's really hard to know. But I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I don't know. Something obviously happened in the preseason because we haven't looked all that great at any real stage this year, and we started the season off pretty poorly. So. Yeah, I, I think you're more right on the path when it comes to asking uh, for maybe a, you know, like a strategist, uh, a strategy coach, uh, like an Nathan Bassett perhaps. I think maybe that's where our downfall is. I don't know if it's the, the pre-season training. Um, for me, I guess the pre-season, I, I thought our strategy looked like it was getting exposed pretty much straight after the West Coast game and we just weren't permitted to transition at all. Um, so I think for me, that's probably more of an issue. And I mean, I would like a bit more bulk, but I'm not convinced that that's the problem, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, I think pressure, we've been under pressure. I think that pressure has led us down the path of poor skills because the oppositions have been able to pressure the ball carrier a lot better this year. And um, yeah, I really think we need to to get our game plan in order. I think that's probably the biggest issue for us at this point in time. So I think the coaches need a bit of support. So maybe uh, another person coming in and maybe a recent player like a Scott, Scott Thompson, um, maybe with a new fresh eyes, might be the go. I heard Mick Malthouse is um, um, available to move to Adelaide now after all these years. Oh, look, I think I'd pass on that one, to be honest. Let him <laughs> coach really? the Crows. Let him coach the Crows, I think. Supposedly, um, Loberfall Bakery is keen to sponsor us. That's the rumor. That's <laughs> the rumor I heard. That's the rumor <laughs> I heard. Let's not go there at all. Not politically correct? I'm not sure we'd be interested. All right. Now you're a bad influence. And I, I've, I've read on Bigfooty that some people are having a few issues um, logging in. So I was going to give them an update on what to do, but they're not, obviously not going to hear me. But St. Chris is now in and he's, he's ramping at the, or champing at the bit to uh, try and double up and get some, uh, uh, some more tickets again, apparently. So we'll see. What are we up to now? We're up to the review. Oh, sorry, the preview of uh, this week's game. Yes, Which, awesome. of course, is... Port versus St Kilda on Sunday at Adelaide Oval. We've got a 15-10 win-loss record against the Saints. And, of course, the last time we met was the 70-point win last year where Chaddy Wingard took uh, mark of the year. Yeah, he's looking like he's getting ready to do another um, mark of the year as well, isn't he? 
He is. That's right. How much of uh, St Kilda have you seen this year? Uh, Not much. Not much? (laughs) No, not much at all. I I sort of watched the results and, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, don't ask me about individual players, but, yeah, Yeah. I guess, but I've actually been impressed with St Kilda. I think they're on an upward trajectory. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed with the, uh, the players that they've left out for this week. Um, I don't know if they're being rested. And it, it seems to be that St Kilda is notorious at um, coming over here with a sort of a mindset of not caring if they win or not, So, which maybe they're doing again. But, um, yeah, I guess they're going to provide a lot of run and carry, I think, this weekend. They seem to be very attacking and um, very daring with their game plan. It was a bit of an interesting call, Rick. I'm not sure they would have been they they would be resting players. I don't think they're in that sort of position to be resting players. But um, I do agree that um, in the past they might have uh, done sort of similar things under Ross Lyon. But uh, I don't think they're in any sort of position to be sort of doing that sort of uh, funny business. To be honest. Yeah, I don't know. Well, why? So you just think. Nick Rewalt's legitimately... Well, Jack, Jack Loney's... I think Rewalt's probably legitimately injured. I think yeah. Loney deserves a rest. He's a first-year player. He's probably a bit tired. And Sam Gilbert, well, he's got a groin injury, so he might be out for a little while. But um, some of the names coming back in are, are pretty decent as well. Tom Hickey will cause some issues up forward. Uh, Tim Embry, he's another tall forward. Uh, Sebastian Ross, he's played some pretty good um, uh, games in the midfield. Nathan Wright, he's a good midfielder. Daniel McKenzie's a young midfielder as well. And Cameron Shenton, who sort of plays all over the place. So um, what about it'll be interesting my, to see who actually comes in. What about my uh, my favourite player, Luke Dunstan from the Saints? Is he He's out injured? No, he's uh, named in the middle. So he'll he's be named, playing. I reckon he's a great player. Hard. He's yep. a... Uh, yep. he, he'd be one I'd be... If he said, I want to come home, I would be open arms to uh, to Luke coming to Port Adelaide, that's for sure. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, what What about Alan Richardson? What do you think he's provided for the St Kilda Football Club? I think he's probably toughened them up a little bit. I think he's done the right thing in playing a lot of kids and, and giving a lot of uh, minutes to some of the younger players out there. And um, you know, No doubt they'll have a few more sort of experienced guys retire at the end of this year. Maybe someone like uh, Adam Schneider or you know, maybe Sam Fisher, someone like that. Um, which will give more minutes to, to some other players next year. I, th- I think he's done a reasonable job. You know, they're sitting just behind us in 13th. They've won six games. They've lost, I think, another three or four by under three goals. So there's no doubt they've improved from last year. And, you know, they've still got quite a long way to go. But, you know, the, the pieces are, are there and they're moving in the right direction, I think. Mm. So what do you reckon? We've got Ben Jenkins, uh, Jennings, that's apologising for not being on and said... You should have recruited PAFC 66 to come on tonight. <laughs> yep. Hey? Could have. Could have. Yeah. I did ask about uh, 10 people, but no one could come on. So, which well, is a bit I get, unfortunate. I, I get the message. We're just not very popular, are we? No, that's it. It's a, it's a long season. It's hard. So what have we done? I blame What's you. Mate. Once again, I blame what? you, mate. So. That's fine. I, I've got broad shoulders and, and big lips and... And gaps where teeth used to be. So I'm a true Port LA supporter. Yep. <laughs> so who's who's in? Even that you know, I know the answer to this, but who's in Macca? Uh, Tom Jonas. He's uh, been named, and Sammy Gray is uh, is back in the squad once again. And I think they're yeah. the only two uh, additions at this point. Really? Or at least worth worth talking about it anyway. So. Steady on. What about our man? The man, the Jasper. pit dog. He's the back. pit dog is back. He is back to solve all our defensive issues. And uh, and ours, ours crying in his wheat bins because you didn't ask Al if he wanted to come on tonight. Well, that's true. I figured Al would ring up anyway. So, well, that's true. Now, there you go. There's your cue to call, Al. Cue to call. <laughs> Um, but the pit dog is back, and they put him straight back in the defensive lines. Um, yeah, you know, well, that makes sense. It, makes perfect it does, sense. There, so. It does make sense. So, what about the uh, the Tom Jonas and the uh, Sam Gray selection? What do you think? Well, I think. Well, it'll be interesting. Apparently, Michael Voss said on radio that Angus Monfries is definitely out. 
So whether that means it's just a simple Pittard for Monfries swap, or whether Monfries will come out for someone like Sam Gray, um, I guess we'll wait and see. But um, I don't know. I, I didn't think Sammy Gray had all that good a game last week, despite some very good um, statistical numbers. But you know, I thought his impact was pretty poor. But I'm not I'm not really sure what he's going to add to the side if he comes back in and. It'll be interesting to see who we actually choose from that interchange bench. Because um, of the seven players, there's more Monfries, Young, Impey, White, Jonas and Gray. Um, personally, I would be picking, um, if Monfries is out, I'd be going more Young, Impey and White. That's who I'd be picking. Well, you would think that Impey and White are going to stay in. And you'd think Andrew Moore. I think Andrew Moore and Young have to stay in too. I, I, I agree with you there because I guess we've just got to give them an opportunity to fight for their career to the end of the season and and also try and maybe pad up some value for them if they're going to potentially be on the trade table. So um, the Tom Jonas one's a concern for me. I, I hope they don't select him because what I read, his form was pretty poor in the in the SANFL and uh, he was in pretty poor form in the AFL. And you know maybe they just need to let him build some confidence for the rest of the year in the SANFL. But, and try and get him back next year uh, fit and firing. Yeah, look, his form probably hasn't deserved a recall at this point, but I think if they do choose to play Tim Membry, that will give them a, a foretold to- uh, forward line of Josh Bruce, uh, Paddy McCartan, Tom Hickey, and Tim Membry. And I think if that's the case, I reckon he'd be the perfect matchup for Tim Membry because he's a little bit of an undersized forward. Mm. Um, quite bulky, very, very strong. Um, and I think Tommy Jonas would be the perfect matchup for him. So if that's the case, I wouldn't mind actually seeing him back in the side for this week and seeing how he goes. That actually reminds me, I saw a comment, a whisper that um, Carlisle might be uh, rubbed out for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. If that mm. is true, that is very much a shame. It obviously, he's a very important part of our side, and I think it, it shows how well Jack Homsch goes when Carlisle's uh, right next to him. Um, how important he is um, for that sort of defensive structure as well. So um, if that is the case, that's a a bit of a blow. But I guess on the flip side, it gives someone like Tom Cleary more opportunity to play AFL. So we'll see how he goes as well. Yeah. So we've got Bevan. We sort of answered his tweet. Who would you play? Impy Loney was the obvious matchup. Push him forward. Uh, Okay. So he's asking who would you... Who would you play MP? Loney was the obvious matchup. Would you push him forward? Quite possible. I mean, I'm not really sure where he played last week, and I think that might be a reason why he could be dropped. Um, I think that could be a possibility, but I hope not. I hope he stays in the side. Um, who might he play on? Maybe someone like Jack Sinclair. I think he'd be the perfect matchup for him. Um, or maybe even playing up forward. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Or maybe even doing a, a sort of a defensive forward job on someone like Shane Savage, who's had a pretty could, good season this year. Could the Impster maybe play on the wing? Could do, but I doubt we would see him play there. They have, they've seemed reluctant to sort of play him through the midfield um, so far in his career, so I don't really see that changing this week, even though I would love to see him play through the middle. And what about Whitey? You, you thought first game back, a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, he only had that sort of one good play and then was uh, pretty invisible for the rest of the game. Um, mm. So hopefully he can uh, improve on that this week and um, provide us with that sort of run and carry and, and a couple of goals that we need. Well, Dylan's also having a whinge on Facebook that you didn't ask him either. So And he said Dobby, <laughs> Dobby G should get a run. Well, you know, boys out, Dylan, feel free to... Give us a quick call and, and ask the, the, the expert and uh, Craig a question. More than happy to uh, take a call from you boys and, and see what we can uh, answer. And uh, Chris Hale saying, if you give me the tickets, I'll write another thousand word review and also thoughts on Imp up forward. So Chris is uh, getting in early with the bribes to try and win the, uh, <laughs> to win the ticket. But um, yeah, well, what, are we, what are we looking for, mate? What are we... What are we trying to get out of this now? For, because, yeah, like we said, we think the uh, season's shot. So uh, what are we trying to uh, get out of this sort of game against St Kilda? I think we just need to keep winning. I think uh, keep our confidence up, you know, play good footy. I'd love to see a big win this weekend um, just to keep the form going and give us, even if it is a minuscule shot at making the eight, um, you know, we're still in with a bit of a chance. Um, I'd love to see our midfield perform a bit better. Um, hopefully, 
the Lodeby and Ryder partnership can get the better of Longer and uh, and Hickey, which should be a, a pretty interesting matchup. Longer's had a really good season this year, um, so it'll be interesting to see how Lodeby goes against him. Mm. Um, and I would love to see our defensive um, structure and, and form of our defenders look a hell of a lot better than it did last week. Well, I've got a question for you and for the people listening. Have we lived by the ant mantra this year that we will never give up? Which I haven't heard that often this year either. I don't think I've heard it once, to be honest. So what's certainly not from anyone at the club. <coughs> have, um, have we have we evolved, and that we've gone beyond um, the mantra, or are we not? We've gone beyond so... never giving up to giving up again. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm asking the punters. What do you guys think? Well, have it, we... it's hard to have a mantra of never give up when we've done exactly that in a number of games this year and, and really struggled to run out games and, and that sort of thing, especially you know in round two, our first home game against Sydney that happened. It happened against Richmond, happened against Brisbane, happened against Geelong. Um, so it's really hard for, the, I guess, the coaches or, or the marketing department to sort of... Um, to, uh, to sprout that when on-field they're struggling to sort of perform and do exactly that, I would say. Because mm. that was the, obviously the line that we've pumped for the last two years. And, um, yeah, it's been noticeable. I guess, what was it this year? We were supposed to bring the noise, weren't we? That's it. It's There's been a bit of a been blink. debatable whether we've, uh, <laughs> whether we've done that as well. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I can't blame the crowd for that though, because at the end of the day, we we react to our team's performance. And if you're getting beaten, it's a bit hard to bring the noise. I mean, unless you're going to start booing the opposition or your own players, it's um, you know. I mean, what you'd be a bit a bit loony, wouldn't you, if you start cheering when your team's six goals, seven goals down? No, I just think this year is. I don't know. It's a bit weird. The crowd's been a little bit quirky on occasion. It's sort of taken them sometimes into the third quarter to get going. I think even if it's been a pretty good game and a pretty close game, sort of like the Geelong game, I thought it was sort of eerily quiet through the first half, even though we were sort of in the game and, you know, we're in front for, for stages of that match. Um, it was mm. a little bit quiet and sort of other, ga- other games have been pretty similar to that. It's taken the crowd some time to sort of warm up and get into it. Mm. Mm. So what sort of crowd are you expecting this weekend? Sunday, day game, it's probably not the greatest time slot for us. St Kilda, who are pretty ordinary, you know, if we get over 40, I'd be pretty happy, to be honest. I think it'll probably be about 36 or 37. But if we can push that up to sort of 41 or 42, I'd be pretty stoked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be pretty happy if we could get that sort of crowd. I guess from a country supporter perspective, though, Macca, that's... That time slot slot should be reasonably um, beneficial for you because it means you get home at a reasonable hour. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so you yeah. like the time slot? It means I don't? get home that day, so that's good. Oh, so, I, I personally love that time slot because it means I get home. I'll probably get home when it's still light, so that's uh, that's even more of a bonus. So, what about the myth or the myth, the anomaly of? 2014 to 2015, Matthew Lobey. That was one conversation we had last week. Um, yep. And uh, we had uh, young Serge even saying that Lobey should have been dropped for the rest of the year. Um, and we use that spot on a development player like uh, Harvey or, or even Redden again. What are your thoughts on Lobey and where's it going wrong for him in 2015? It's hard to say. Maybe his lack of a, a, a real good pre-season hurt him so far this year and, and hurt his fitness base. You know, he's really sort of struggled from from the first game that he played in round three. So, you know, he's sort of been starting at a poor base and hasn't really improved. He's had the odd good game here and there. I don't know. Was he all that good last year? Or was it just the fact that... I don't know. Why do we think he was good last year? Was it... Was his hit-outs good, or was it the fact that he was able to hold the fort when we literally had no one else to sort of come in that was good? Well, I think it was a bit of that. I think we didn't really have any other options, and so, you know, no offence to Lobie as a player. Something's better than nothing, I guess. But I guess he he, he was able to um, hold up 
the ball around the stoppage a lot better last year. Uh, I don't yeah. seem to find that a noticeable aspect of his play this year. And But his, his tap rut work has, has never been great, but it wasn't noticeably bad last year, whereas this year it's mm. just, yeah, horrendous. And um, it's almost to the point where I sort of intimated on the forums that if we could get the right deal for him, where people get sucked in for um, big, strong players, uh, that you know maybe it would have to be considered for the right deal because yeah, I personally think, especially at the, the stoppages, that he's a, a bit of a liability at this point in time. Yeah, look, he, he's certainly not had a great year this year. Hopefully he can um, have a big pre-season and, and get back to his best sometime next year. But look, I mean, he's never really been the sort of um, ruckman that wins a lot of hitouts to advantage. He's always been in the sort of the bottom rung of the main ruckman in that sort of stat. Um, he's never been a ruckman that takes a lot of marks. We, we all know that. Or, you know, he's able to sort of push forward and, and take marks and kick goals up there as well. So, I don't know. I Personally, I would like to have seen him go back to the SANFL and us maybe play rider as a full-time ruck and bring in someone like Harvey and, and tell him to play full forward and, and see how he goes and, and a little bit of a chop out in the ruck and, you know, give him a bit of a taste. So I think, you know, the last few weeks would have been the perfect sort of opportunity to do that. Yeah. Well, look, something's got to happen. I think with the congestion around the play at this point in time, uh, you can't afford the luxury of running a, a poor Rutman that doesn't really have hit-outs to advantage. Um, I guess you've got Sanderlands that sort of... He's still improved over time, but I guess he still has does enough damage when he's not winning them to advantage just due to his size, whereas... Mac probably doesn't have that benefit. So I think really, um, yeah, it just exposes us too much. And I mean, how much in the last few weeks has um, has he been tapping it directly to, uh, you know, opposition players, which, you know, is just surely that's a cardinal sin for a Ruckman. Yeah. I mean, every opposition, or sorry, every Ruckman in the league does that on occasion. But I mean, it seems to be more often than than the norm, you know, with Lobie where he sort of just taps it straight down the, the throat of a free opposition midfielder who then runs off with the ball. But mm. um, I don't know. Hopefully he can have a better game this week. St Kilda's got a pretty good midfield, so it'll be interesting to see how they go and, and whether they can read his taps pretty well. Mm. So how long do we make the listeners um, endure our commentary before we, uh, we uh, offer up these tickets? What do you reckon? Oh, it's up to you, mate. It's up, it's to, up you. to me. It's up to you. I got the power. All right, cool. You have well, the power. We'll make them wait then, because otherwise they might just hang up and <laughs> leave us leave us all alone. So, uh, what else? Uh, what else did you want to talk about from this game? Um, their tall forwards. Do you see them having a bit of an impact? Uh, Bruce. Bruce. Yep. Who, is this a trick question? Are you trying not, to not really? Not. Are, you, are you trying to expose my knowledge on uh, as I frantically go to the St Kilda selection and team listing to uh, to see who they who are their top forwards outside of Bruce? Well, look, Josh with Rewalt out of the side. Obviously, Josh Bruce will be their key target this week. Would you expect to see Jack Homsch play on him, or do you think Homsch will go to someone like um, McCartan or Hickey instead? Uh, well, Hickey's their taller um, right, uh, forward, isn't he? So uh, yeah. you'd probably think that uh, you would look at uh, Trengove on Hickey, I would imagine. Yep. And, um, yeah, I guess Bruce isn't a massive forward, though, is he? What's he, about 193, something like that? He's Six, 196. 196, yeah, well, then, yep. fair enough. Well, then I'd probably look at going home Sean Bruce and giving him a go. It's just... I just don't see Homsch as a uh, a permanent fallback, though. So. Yeah. Is is that how you would no, see? No, look, it? he's yeah, look, he's struggled there this year. I think uh, without Carlisle in the side, I think he's um, he's been a little bit found out. I think in the last sort of four or five weeks, so it's a bit disappointing. I, I'd probably expect Cleary to take the youngster in McCartan. It'll be interesting to see him play. And um, mm. obviously the, the the number one pick from last year. Mm. Um, and look, we've got a bit of a, a caller coming in, Matthew Sullivan. We'll have a quick chat. Hey. G'day, guys. How's things? Pretty good. Mate, change good. that Change that bloody Skype picture, though. Oh, okay. what, have I, what have I got there at the moment? 
You remind me of an American postal worker. I'm worried. I'm worried you're going to come to my office or something. Like that. <laughs> I have to look at that. Looks. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, then? Matthew? <laughs> hey, um, yeah, no, my my fuse is a little little longer than uh, than the work. postal worker. <laughs> hey, um, hey, I thought we'd get a good opportunity to um, plug a. The Maggie's hour while I'm on the on, on air with you here, guys, just to let you know we're all back on track from this Wednesday coming back. Harold Oliver and myself, I'll be panelling the show and got it all set up. Um, we're Brilliant. Pretty much, pretty much about 90, 95% there. There's a couple of little technicalities I won't talk about right now, but I'll speak to perhaps even you, Macca, a bit about just some guidance on how it all goes. But uh, looking forward to getting the show up and running and get, getting the listeners uh, back on on a Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. I believe it was a kind of a, a a pretty good rating show is that correct rick it, it was actually it, it was, was a yep. very very good uh show so i I'm, I imagine the plus for that is because of the intrigue and we, you get a lot of social media intrigue about you know, ins and outs all the time and so i'm wondering sometimes if it's almost less about the actual side which is yeah still people care about the maggies but more even about just how how our, our periphery players Go in the uh, go in the SNFL comp, the Stewarts, the Moors, the the Archies, etc. Yep. Hey, well, Matt, as a uh, Maggie's specialist with a Maggie show, what do you think of Sam Gray's uh, third call up for the year? It is all about who he who he replaces, isn't it? I, I think so. I think he's that type of player that. Uh, uh, my, my buddy, my pal Harold Oliver once said about kind of emergency break glass. He's the type of player when you, when you're in that kind of situation where you you need. He's he's certainly not in the first twenty-two. If Nicholas is listening, just call your jet, son. <laughs> he's just, he's not. <laughs> I know mm. he loves him, but it's just true. You know, I, I don't know about what we're trying to work on with uh, with with him. I think if you get Jesse Palmer, uh, you give him another year. Like Sam just got. Time's not on his side because you've got Dougal and you've got other players that are, are pushing and the next give give the next kind of eighteen months to, to even you know two thousand seventeen I guess where he, where's he going to be at is he is he he's not a lot I don't see him as a long term prospect uh, but it's just it's not against you know he's pretty good in the Santa Fe but it, it, there is such a difference I, I was a bit disappointed with Andrew Moore's game last week this guy needs to know. That and and personally, I, I, I've, I've uh, met, met him a few times. I really like the guy. I think he's a really good footballer. You see that in the SNFL. I think it's just a confidence thing. I think he just needs to know he's part of the team. So, where's the loss? Where's the, you know, you look at the the the, the pluses and minuses for him staying in the the team. I think you were saying earlier, lads, that you got just got to keep more in there at the moment. I yeah, I thought he was pretty good last week. I thought he was pretty good. Did a pretty good job on Heppel in the second half and kicked a goal. You know, I thought he was... He, he did enough to deserve his spot in the side. I, I, I agree with that, yes. And that's where I'm, I'm a supporter of his. But I just know that he can do better. And I guess that's just where he doesn't need to just be given one or two games and then out again. He really just needs to be given a, a, a good period of time just to find his feet, especially in the midfield. Um, I'm not sure if he's got the discipline to to play the Kane Corns tagging role. I, I, I'm wondering if Sam Cahoon's got more of that. But then again, Sam gets a lot of the ball, and he's yeah, it's a difficult one. What do you guys kind of think about that kind of defensive role? Because it's really that's the dip, it's a pretty big difference in regards to not allowing the, the amount of easy goals and, and and just gives the defense a bit of a break. Kane often did that. Yeah, I I don't know about Sammy's sign um, uh, size though, so that's the that's the problem we've yeah. got with Sam. Yeah, and um, yeah, maybe in time, I think I think it's a natural sort of uh, reaction to look at Sam and go, uh, um, yeah, Sam, because he's got that endurance. He'd be the next player to take over. That's how uh, I see it. Yeah, build him up. Yeah. yeah, but I think if you're going to do that, he probably needs to play a fair bit more in the SNFL as a um, as a tagger. I reckon. I I just think we're we're probably lacking that um, that role now. Um, yeah, we just have to uh, we'll just have to try and groom the right player and uh, and get there. 
you, you said early in the season, I've got one more for you too, Craig. You said early in the season, I believe, you're pretty pretty uh, hell-bent you believe that Harvey would get a get a game by the end of the year. I'm starting to see that he won't because he, like you said, just repeating what you said before about the fact that he would have had, should have had a game by now. Do, do you, what's your thoughts on where his future is? I think he's got a, a bit of a future. No doubt he'll get um, games at some point. Um, yeah, he's possibly good. Possibly next year, but... I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a very, very tough and, and bitterly disappointing situation where at the end of this year we've got, uh, you know, Schultz and Westhoff as our key forwards and then Shaw that hasn't played a game, Harvey that hasn't played a game and Butcher that's, you know, probably odds on to be delisted. So, yes, you know, our key forwards are, are definitely a, a problem and that's why I would have certainly played um, Harvey in a few games this year. And look, you know, there's still a few games left, so you never know. We'll see, you never yes. say never. Oh, thanks, and, and the pies against the doggies as well should get a win as well. So nice uh, Cheers, double win. Easy. Cheers, Cheers lads. We shall listen in uh, next Wednesday. Thank See you very much, guys. Take care. See ya. See ya. All right. We'll get these tickets ready in a sec, Macca. All right. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Someone keeps calling me. Who's calling my <laughs> office at quarter bloody past nine? And the problem is if I... Last time I had this happen, I ripped the phone cord out of the wall and it disconnected the Skype call. So I'll just keep hanging up the phone because that should be punishment. Who's bloody calling me at 9 o'clock on a Thursday night at the office? Go watch some TV. Braden Martin also said to be successful at Sam Gray's height, you need to have elite skill, kicking, speed, forward pressure, and he doesn't have one. So, oh, I think he's probably got forward pressure, but that would be it. That would be the only thing. Yeah, I agree. I, look, I I don't mind Sammy. Hello, who's there? I should put him live on radio. <laughs> hey, what do you reckon? No, so no. Uh, done. I've just taken the phone off, so it will ring out outside and not, not in my office. So there you go. All right. So was there anything else you want to talk about with the game? Well, look, we might as well do a tip. Bit of a tip, who's going to be best on ground? Best on ground. Mm, very good question. I'm going to, I'm going to go, because I'm wondering if we might play with our structures a little bit this week. So maybe I'm, I might go sort of off-centre, and I'm going to say um, Andrew Moore. I reckon he's going to have a, a huge game this week. Okay, yep. I like that. And how much are we winning by? Well, who's your best on ground? My best on ground, I'm going to say uh, Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray, the Gray Meister. I think uh, Robbie Gray's going to absolutely tear shit up, to be honest. And will Chad take mark of the year? Oh, possibly. Possibly. And I've got to say, I reckon uh, Jay Schultz might be in for a bit of a big one this week as well. It's going to be hard to see who he... Gets as an opponent when they play the first year Hugh Goddard, whether uh, the experienced Sam Fisher goes on him. So, I don't know, we might see Schultzy kick uh, five or six this week. Five or six? I'm sure he'd be happy. He might justify his uh, support or alleged pay rise that he's looking mm. for. Yeah? Indeed. And what do you want to know? The score? The margin? Yep. Uh, margin. I'm going to go... Port on a bit of a confidence roller coaster and uh, and say sixty seven points. Like it? I'm going to say Saints by seventeen. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what you really think? No, no. I'm going to say Port by forty six points. Nice work. And what's going well, on the footy tips for the year? You're falling behind. I had a terrible week this week. Absolutely shockingly. Yeah, I've I've just a had disaster. A... I picked I picked a bunch of Teams that I thought, well, they might win like Collingwood, um, and they just didn't. All the results sort of went went against me. All the fifty fifty games. So, yeah, got another caller. That one. We've got another caller. Uh, Crazy big owl. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Good, good. You've been you've been pretty fired up tonight, Al. What's going I'm on? Al- I'm always fired up. When he is Port- always fired up. When Port's in the discussion, I'm always fired up. Yeah. <laughs> And I got a uh, I got a text message um, that from Timmy G that Saturday night there's a uh, club reunion at I, I had a rumor 90... that it got canned. No, ninety five, ninety six. 
So anyone's welcome, apparently. Did they do so, any promotion for this? I don't know. Well, yeah. This is the ra- first I've heard of it. They're randomly text messaging people. Unless it's actually a... Well, he did say bring anyone, so it's not really a private show, I guess, is it? But, um, yeah. So I guess if you want to meet some of the former players, your, uh, your buddy could go and try and stalk Darren Smith out. Yeah, we'll have to get Phil <laughs> down there to have a bit of a chat. <laughs> Say hi. Yeah, what, what's your pick for this week? What pick, as in um, in the port game? Oh, we we yeah. win by six goals. Nice. And how many how many beers are you going to drink during the game this week? Oh, I'd probably say between seven and ten. Seven and ten stubbies, probably. One. I've got uh, some uh, James Squire gold nail there. James Squire, that's very upmarket. Oh, well, I'm not. Um, I've got a sophisticated palate, my friend. <laughs> I did my. I, I've done my um, uh, my beer, wine, and spirits um, course, uh, just the same as Macca, and I became a craft beer connoisseur after doing it. Right. Nice. Good work. Good work. All right. So, shall right. we? Um, do you want to hang Let's around? Give away these uh, tickets. Do you want to hang around while we give away the tickets out? Because I'm sure you're not uh, going to call up for them. Oh, I'm not going to call up for them. I don't need them. Like I'm in, uh, I'm in Canberra, so I'm not going to be able to come. So yeah, now for sure, I'll stick around. So why don't we? Why don't we have a little quiz? though? you need. So you need to call up shortly to win the tickets, but you have to answer a question. A question. Do you know what the question is? Have you decided yes. the question? Yes, I I have. There, I have I have decided the question. All right, let's All right. make yeah, it. Let's second make... caller. Done. Right. Second caller, come in. Second caller. Second caller. Go on, call up now. Mac has got the controls. He'll take the second caller. Good luck. Hey, Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. We have Ben Jennings. We have Brahman. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm pretty All good. Right. Turn your radio down. Yeah, yes. I've, I've just done that. Uh, yeah, I've given you all sorts of feedback there, I imagine. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, Good so time. you're going to have to... How old are you, Ben? Uh, 34. All right, you should know this one. Oh, bloody hell. We're gonna, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's not footy related. Is it ageist, though? Hey? So it's not ageist? No, it's not ageist. Yeah, go on, knock yourself out. All right. So seeing it's tax time... Oh. All right. <laughs> You do tax returns? <laughs> I, I do. Awesome. So if you wanted to claim $301 of stuff in your tax, would you need receipts for all of it or not? Okay, well, um, I should say that for the last few years I've been getting an accountant, Rick, so, uh, you know. Um, it's a 50-50 answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, be- I believe my... my- Common wisdom understanding is that you don't need receipts for less than three hundred dollars. Oh my god, no! I didn't say less. I said more. I yeah. said three hundred and one. Well, that's this is what I'm saying. So, Can what's you... your answer? Phrase the question again. <laughs> I said if you if you want to claim three hundred and one dollars of receipt, um, if you want to claim three hundred and one dollars of deductions in your tax, do you need receipts for all of yes. that? Very good. Thank you. Winner, winner. Woo. Chicken dinner. There you go. I should have just said what's Jasper Kiddard's number on the back. Good work. I remember numbers. So that what probably... this question has to do with Port Adelaide, I have no idea. But... I got no idea. Either. This is not your finance podcast, Rick. That's Why not? a stupid question. I think he's just plugging New Vision. Uh, hey, I didn't even say it, but there you go. You did. Well done. Good work. <laughs> so four, uh, four locker room tickets then? No. <laughs> two. I'm lucky to get two. I put the offer out and then I got told five minutes later that I wasn't allowed to. And I was like, shit, well, that's a bit late. So okay. lucky we, we did a deal. So oh, it's all it's all good. Fantastic. So you're a winner. You can take two tickets. So you can take, and it's going to a big footy um, member as well, which is great. So you can take a friend, whoever you like. Well, have, have you, why don't, while we've got a couple of minutes, Becca, why don't you uh, quickly bring up the other functions for the people that have contributed to the Big Footy sponsorship that are coming up. So there's still a couple of opportunities, <laughs> isn't there? I'm, I'm sure, sure there is, pump, Rick. Yep. 
Yep, there's there are so many functions. It's it's hard to know where to start. I mean, well, the, there's uh, the guard of honor. There is the guard of honor. Yeah, that's true. Which is which is pretty cool. That's for the GWS game. So someone will be able to join the the guard of honor. And what else is there? There's the player sponsorship night on the uh, on the tenth, where they're giving the um, the Guernsey presentation, and you get to go. Well, actually, go into the locker room and check out the locker room. I reckon that would be pretty cool as well. That will be very good. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know what the other one is. Hey, sounds about right. Sounds Rick, we good. haven't mentioned your very special event for this weekend. What's that? No, I'm actually tossing the coin this week. Or a I Port won a radio shirt. I don't have any Port Fan radio shirts. Well, then you've got like 48 hours to like get one. Someone said just get a white T-shirt and, and write Port Fan radio on it. Or just write shit, um, shit club no history. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? Get bashed off the ground? At a St Kilda game, that's probably very apt, to be honest. But... <laughs> what I was thinking was because um, you got to take your own coin out there, was um, making out I didn't have one. And go, oh shit, I forgot to bring a coin out. And uh, why do you yeah. have to take your own no money? Coin? I don't know. I got told you have to take your own coin. So. Maybe I should maybe I should message uh, Trav on the on the side and oh well he doesn't call though do they does he St Kilda call so that would be no good so maybe I have to message the St Kilda captain on the side and tell him to call heads and I'll have an all tails coin or something. Who's the um who is the uh, uh, captain for St Kilda this week? It's Armitage, isn't it? I got no idea. Good player. And we actually, boys, we didn't actually talk about Armitage. I mean, he is a great player, and we did talk about our lack of taggers. What what should we be doing there? Because he could tear us apart. He's a good player. He'll likely be All-Australian this year, and um, I wouldn't mind seeing Andrew Moore go up against him, to be honest. I think it's more likely to see Ollie Wines go up against him, but I think it's a good chance for Andrew Moore to see what he can do. Boys. You mean like he's been doing all season, not much? Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, awesome. should we uh, shut it off? Yeah. I can, go the watch, pin. I can watch the second innings of the cricket. That'll be awesome. Too I look easy. forward. Feel free to uh, cheer me on with my fantastic uh, coin tossing this weekend. Don't worry about the game. It's all about the hey, coin toss. Rick, are you going to have a diuretic beforehand so you look good on camera? I, I always I always look good on camera. Yeah? What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe I'm I'll even, sure. I might even shave. What do you reckon? Uh, I I think, and I don't think one diuretic would help me. Can you get Can you get me a whole case? What do you reckon? See warning. <laughs> See warning. See warning. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks very much. All right, boys. Have a good night, fellas. Go the pair. Go the pair. Go the pair. Francis, it's deafening at Footy Park. It's like finals footy oh. Trevray Marks at half board. He's lifted as well, Trevray. Five marks for him this afternoon to the goal square. Chad Corns is the man of the moment. Can't do it this time. Stewie Jew, right one.